standby. Hello, this is Penn Jillette. The possibility exists that if I were to actually listen to the lackadaisical Librocubicularist podcast featuring host Jordan Maywood, I would potentially enjoy it. A ringing endorsement. Potentially enjoy this episode, which will start after the other half of my magical comedy duo, Teller, gives us a countdown. Take it away, Teller. Hello! Welcome to the Liprocuba. My name is Jordan Maywood, and I am the Lackadaisical Liprocuberglist. That's who I am. Today, my friends, is Television Tuesday, I do believe, but I'm trying to double-check. Yes, it is. Lately, this is a little behind-the-scenes action, I've been sort of writing out a list of what episodes I have and what are coming up and following that list, which seems to be, you know, working out. So I think I'll uh, continue on with that. Like, I have a list with the dates uh, and then the episodes that are playing on each of those dates and what I need to record in which order. And this is a long list. It's like almost 20 different episodes. So I, I, I plan ahead. Mostly the reason I do this is uh, planning ahead for episode 300. Huh? which is coming up fairly quickly. So I want to make sure when I post episode 300, it will be <laughs> when it's episode 300. That sort of idea. I want to be on the ball, if you will. Okay, so uh, that's behind-the-scenes action. Let's hop back in front of the scenes for this TV Tuesday episode by saying that there will be spoilers. It is very important, nay, vital, that I say that for the reason that, well, there will be spoilers. So if I didn't say that, I could get in deep trouble with the spoiler police. The dreaded Gestapo spoilerlios polisos. Huh? Yes, don't mess with them. So spoiler warning concluded. Let's move into saying that if you like what you hear, the only payment I ask is a million dollars. Ah, <laughs> oh, boy, no. That is ridiculous. The only payment I ask is perhaps you pass the podcast on to a friend. Perhaps you rate, subscribe, and comment within iTunes, as that is what helps others find podcasts. Those things is what does it. That, all of that, that is, oh my god, too many that's. Will of course take us into our last piece of podcast-related book news, which is today's sponsor, which is the Coven Oven. Once again, today's sponsor is the Coven Oven. Burns steaks perfectly. Okay, so uh, somewhat very special TV Tuesday episode in that uh, in that it's not too too often. Although it has happened before that I am bringing back an entire season of a television program. In this case, American Horror Story colon Coven. Otherwise known as American Horror Story Season 3. Yes. I debated bringing this back and uh, talking to the missus about it. But did not do so because we decided to do Breaking Bad instead since we weren't quite done this. And Breaking Bad had sort of pulled us in more, I suppose, than this had. That being said, I did enjoy this. 
I'm still going to go uh, American Horror Story Season 1 as my favorite. I think this probably my second favorite. And then the second season, my third favorite. Ooh, uh, it's hard to say, though. You know what? I'm, I'm tempted to, and I think I'm going to tie them. And, and that's kind of a, a, let's face it, kind of a pussy maneuver to be 100% homage with you. But I, I'm going to put my love of these, season one, my favorite, and season two and three tied for second place. Wow, that's really sort of, uh, it's not something I would normally do. So I, I feel that I can be looked upon doing so as not too, too much of a, of a pussy and out if you will. On the note of rating, I don't remember what I gave season two. I assume a four because that's what I'm going to give this. So, hey, there you go. Now that we got that all out of the way, all the things that are supposed to come at the end of a review of a television show, but I do whenever I remember to do because I am unprofessional at best, let's hop into the show. The show, which, as you can probably tell by the title, stars a coven. A coven of witches. Can you have a coven of anything but witches? Can you have a coven of uh, butlers, just as an example? Can you have a coven of candlestick makers? Or does it have to be witches? It's always sort of a coven and witches go hand in hand. Could you have a coven of something else? I don't know. This takes place in New Orleans. <laughs> New Orleans. Or, if you prefer, Nolans. <laughs> I think I prefer New Orleans and saying it really, really enunciating each and every word, every letter within those two words, because I think that pisses people off, and that amuses me. Uh, it takes place in New Orleans, in what at first we kind of, and throughout we kind of can assume, is very much like a boarding school for troubled teen girls. Troubled teen girls who just so happen to be witches. Be witches is what they is is. Uh, something I've done for the purposes of our talk here, and I'm not sure how much sense it's going to make, but no one has ever said that I make a great amount of sense, so we're going to do it this way. And that is, I have listed for myself in my notes a rundown of just about each and every character of this television program, and we'll kind of see where that takes us as far as our talk here today. Plan? He asked questioningly not really expecting an answer, as this is a one-way-only conversation. Cast member of the first, Jessica Lang. Uh, this is in no particular order, other than the order that I wrote them down in. Jessica Lang is playing Fiona Good, which is an ironic name, because Fiona, in fact, bad. Mm. She is the head of this coven, and I guess her title being the Supreme... Does that mean she is sort of the head of all witch covens throughout the world? And that's something actually never really goes into uh, other covens throughout the world. Uh, there's talk of other ones, and we, I suppose, kind of assume this is not the only one, but we never really see anything of any of the other covens. So, hmm. yeah, she is uh, a mean, nasty bitch witch, I think would be an apt description. And uh, I like her. This is a role that I think out of all the roles Jessica Lang has played in these, I think this is probably my favorite. Yeah, she was a good crazy nun too. 
man, she's, you know what? Uh, I've just realized sort of how much I have enjoyed her roles in each and every one of these American Horror Stories. If you don't know, it's strange that you're listening to a podcast about a television show you've never heard of, but you know what? I like Strange, and I love you for doing just that. But if you don't know, each season of American Horror Story has most, if not all, of the same actors, but the story is totally different, and they're all in sort of different roles. Uh, so each of her roles have been kind of a little similar, have, have had some similarities. I think the underlying one is she likes her booze in each and every one, and uh, she's not very nice in each and every one, and does that role to friggin' perfection. Next is Sarah Paulson, 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 Paulson. Either or. She's playing Cordelia Fox, who is Fiona Good's daughter. Uh, Fox, I guess, is her uh, married name. She has been running this particular chapter of this New Orleans coven. Assuming, again, that there's covens all over the world, she has been running this chapter in her mother's absence. She, uh, I guess you could say, is more of a, uh, what you would consider a good which in my notes here i have written eyes that's because at a point within this story she has her eyes burned with acid which uh has got to be pretty horrible her, her eyes and face this gives her a sort of second sight so it makes her uh, powerful i guess you would say the ability to read minds and see into the future that sort of idea which she did not have when her eyes were working huh, interesting Magical, even, you might say. Next, moving on to some of the young ladies. Ladies of this coven. Uh, number one is Tahisa Farmiga. Oh, fuck, I fucked that up. But to be fair, to be fair to myself, that is, I think last time I mentioned her in uh, talks of other American horror stories, I also fucked up her name. So, you know, at least I'm consistent. Thais Harpiga. If you say it like that, uh, I think it's not it's not as bad. Uh, she plays Zoe. She's sort of the first young witch, I guess, that we're introduced to. And uh, because she was the first we were introduced to, I always kind of got the impression that she was one of the main characters. Not, not that this is an ensemble cast, so I guess you can't really have a main, per se. Uh, her first quote-unquote power that we see her is that uh, she has sex for the first time, and then uh, the person she had sex with dies immediately. A horrible sort of oozy black death. <laughs> so, for some reason, whenever she has sex with someone, it kills them. That only comes into play in the first handful of episodes, and nothing really happens of it afterwards. But still, yeah, but still. What a way to go, right? <sighs> She is the sort of, uh, I guess, main love story in uh, this series, in this particular season of this series. Uh, young love. Uh, moving on to Emma Roberts. Emma Roberts, was she in any of the other... You know what, I don't remember. Emma Roberts, Jesus Christ, this girl's legs. I'm not, uh, per se, a leg man, but my God, this girl has got legs... That will not quit. Uh, Emma Roberts, Julia Roberts' daughter, apparently. The missus has let me know. My God, those legs. Whew. She turned me into a leg man while watching this. Let's just say that. She's uh, sort of a spoiled bitch. 
uh, movie star. <laughs> I wrote on my note, Gams. What am I freaking from the twenties? Is that when they used the term Gams? Look at the, look at them Gams on that dame. Oh boy. She very very good in this. Uh, an actress who incredibly smoking hot. Yes, yes. But and this is a good but in some sense. One of those actresses that, despite being young and incredibly attractive, you could see that she has the sort of acting chops where it's not when eventually, uh, sad to say, her looks start to decline. It's not like she will stop acting. I think we'll see this girl around for many, many years. Sort of the same prediction I always make with. Uh, Emma Watson, uh, Harry Potter girl there. That same prediction goes as well for Emma Roberts. Oh wait, Emma Watson? Emma? Is it Emma? No. Emma Watson. Are they both named Emma? Emma Watson and Emma Roberts? Am I having a seizure? <laughs> anyway, anyways. Oh my god, what is happening to me? I, I think what I'll have to do is give myself a mental note and see how insane I am. Or perhaps so insane that I am sane. Are they both named Emma? Emma Watson. Yeah, that's her name, right? Uh, okay, well, I'm going to have to look into that right now. So yes, it uh, turns out I am uh, correct that they're both named Emma, which I suppose makes me sane. And yet still insane because for some reason I couldn't remember that fact. Oh boy. And then, if I'm insane, I'll say something if I am, in fact, sane and just think I'm insane. It's quite a coincidence that both these two girls are smoking hot, named Emma, and will be actresses long into their, into their, uh, you know, older ages and things. Oh boy. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Moving on to number five, this looks like, uh, Gabri Sidibe. Gaburi Sidibe. That's another name that I'm probably screwing up, which is unwise because she has the power of the voodoo. The voodoo. Uh, this is the girl I think most widely known for her portrayal of uh, Precious, uh, although I've never uh, never actually saw that film. She's playing Queenie. Her, her power is pretty cool. Perhaps I should say on that note that they all sort of have differing powers right off the bat, but Towards the end, they all have kind of the same, just superpowers. Very, very similar. Uh, yeah, her voodoo power is that, like, and I, I don't know if there's got to be a distance that she has to be close to you or what exactly the rules are per se, but if she's looking at you and then, say, stabs herself in the arm, maybe that's it. She has to be looking at you. Anyways, uh, stabs herself in the arm, then you will feel the pain and experience the stabbing in your arm that she's doing to herself. Cool, uh, cool idea. I don't think I've ever seen anything or read anything like that in any fantasy novels, so when something like that, magical, that I haven't read or seen before, pops out, uh, I like it. And mention it on my podcast. Huh? Alright folks, uh, I kind of thought I would have been able to finish this on my drive home, but that has turned out to be nigh impossible. So uh, I think... With all of the characters I have named so far, named, uh, that's a good spot to stop for now, and then we'll come back tomorrow morning from my point of view, from your point of view. It will be mere seconds for the reason that I edit out the intervening hours of having dinner and watching TV with the missus and sleeping, 
and then having breakfast. I edit all of that out because I love you. Yes, indeed, a room. I suppose that'll leave something to say, which is very apt today, which is... Love you, dearies. Love you, dearies. This is the middle of the podcast. Beautiful friend. This is middle. My only friend, the middle. Hello again. Not sure what that was. Sometimes it just kind of flows out of me and I don't know what to expect myself. So, you know. Uh, or perhaps you don't because I don't either. Jesus. Okay, so I left off just pre Angela Bassett. Angela Bassett, an actress who recognized a name, recognized a face, and yet I kind of don't know where I know her from. Like what uh, movie she's been in and. Because I think she's more of a movie actress normally than a TV actress. Although that uh, distinction is getting muddled more and more often lately, which I think is a good thing. She's she's very, very good in this, so I would like to see her in more things. Or at the very least, remember what I have seen her in in the past. That would also be good. She is sort of the, uh, the quintessential voodoo queen of this. And if you are unfamiliar with witches and voodoo people... They don't get along too well, apparently, within this universe. Or any universe? I don't know. That's another thing from this television show. I wonder if if there's ever been fiction involving voodoo people and witch people and their animosity towards one another. Is that something that uh, they made up for the purposes of the show? In which case, good job, guys, because that's a smart idea. Her character's name is Marie Laveau. Mm, very New Orleans. <laughs> Okay, let's move on to uh, Kathy Bates. Uh, and they kind of go hand in hand, actually, uh, Angela Bassett and Kathy Bates, because Kathy Bates is praying, praying? Probably not doing too much praying, maybe a little praying, for death. Praying for death, yeah, good segue. Uh, she's playing uh, Delphine La Lorie. La Lorie. La Lorie, La Lorie. Uh, she was a slave owner from way back in the day when there was slave owners who was the meanest, nastiest slave owner that ever existed, potentially. He used to torture, maim, moida, all sorts of uh, slaves and such. So, obviously, Angela Bassett did not appreciate that. Oh, forgot to mention that Angela Bassett, uh, apparently immortal. Yeah. Immortal because every uh, once a year, every once a year, not necessarily on the same day, she's got to uh, give this demon voodoo character who looks almost exactly like Baron Samdi from the James Bond movies. Movie. I gotta give a uh, like a newborn innocent baby to this guy, and that means she will never die unless she's chopped to bits and burnt and you know her body totally destroyed. I guess that killed her. Anyways, uh, somehow, some way, through voodoo magic, she made uh, Kathy Bates' character immortal as well, and then buried her underground, which is like, you know, torture. Being unable to die, and yet being stuck in a coffin underground, that was her sort of punishment. So she's praying for death. During a large portion of this television show, even after she's dug up, 
by Jessica Lange's character. Because Jessica Lange, uh, one of her main sort of goals in this is try to gain immortality because she's uh, sort of rapidly aging as well as riddled with cancer. Riddled with it. Uh, okay, uh, can't quite make up my writing. It's either Ian Peters or Ethan Peters. I think Ethan Peters. He's playing Kyle. Kyle, who is Tahisa Pomegan's love, the love of her life. He, in a very early episode, was killed a bunch with a bunch of uh, frat guys. Frat guys who had raped Emma Roberts's character. So that's not very nice. He had no part of the raping, but died when she sort of lost her shit and killed them all in a horrible accident using her magics. So because Tahisa Pomegan was so upset, Emma Roberts and her decided to sort of bring him back to life. However, it didn't go 100% according to plan, which, when you're bringing things back from the dead, quite often doesn't go according to plan. Most of the time, I would say it doesn't. They kind of didn't know which parts were which, so he ended up kind of Frankenstein-y. In fact, very much like a Frankenstein's monster. Huh? See the distinction I made there? Like a Frankenstein's monster. Okay? Uh, starts out his new life very Frankenstein monstery as well, uh, just as far as being not really able to talk or understand and kind of uh, and lurching around and such. Uh, eventually he gets a little more uh, human, I guess you would say, and they uh, love one another. Oh, and because he's already been dead, presumably they can, uh, you know, have sex and that sex will not kill him because he's already been dead. So, you know, that's nice. Lily Rabe, she's playing Misty Day. Her power is to uh, bring people back to life, as well as the power of um, Stevie Nicks. <laughs> what? Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Apparently, within this universe, Stevie Nicks, as in the actual factual Stevie Nicks from the band Fleetwood Mac, is a witch. She is a witch. <laughs> so she's got a couple of guest appearances in this. And uh, this character, Misty Day, is a big fan of Stevie Nicks, and they share a lot in common as far as their witch kind of hippie... Uh, they're, they're kind of witch hippies. Witch hippies. Those ones. No, no, that's not what I meant. Uh, moving on to uh, Jamie Browie? Brower. <laughs> Jamie Brower. Man, my writing on this is, leaves a lot to be desired. Uh, she plays Nan. Uh, I think probably if you've seen many of these episodes, you will know her as the uh, the witch in this case uh, that has Down syndrome. You know that that actress. She is psychic as well as can make people sort of do her bidding. Which for me, I think that's one of the most powerful powers you can have is just to, to have people do whatever you want them to do by controlling their brains. So uh, I liked her. She's, she's been uh, in the other... Was she in the second one? Yeah, she was. She's been in uh, all the uh, American Horror stories so far. She's very good. Okay, so that's sort of the main characters there. The rest of my notes just say, also, and then uh, we'll run down a few more. There's the Axeman, plays a mean guitar. No, that's not true. He plays the saxophone. He's, I guess, a ghost brought back into this mortal coil, kind of never really explained exactly what he is. Was a ghost, was a serial killer in life, 
and then killed by witches and then was a ghost and then brought back by other witches. Uh, I don't know. Him and uh, Jessica Lang have a little bit of a fling thing going on. I like the, uh, very, very much like the actor, which uh, I have stopped at this point writing down the actor's names, unfortunately. I very much like the actor who played him. He looked familiar, but I couldn't quite place him. Uh, there's the neighbors, religious neighbors. Oh yeah, that girl was uh, pretty scary. Probably the scariest thing of this is super religious neighbor girl. <laughs> uh, and that, that amuses me. I think that's a good spot to mention, on the note of scary, that this one, basically not scary at all. Not really any scary moments whatsoever. The first one, uh, definitely the most scary, and then seconds, way less scary, and then this one, not at all. So, that's kind of not a trend I like, but uh, but still, yeah, but still. They're, they're good for other reason than scares, I guess you would say. Another witch named Red? Is that her name? Or did I just write Red because she's got the brightest red hair ever in the history of the universe? She's played by, oh, I wrote this really small, Frances Conroy. Oh, okay, yeah, I think that's her name. She was just super, super weird in this. Out of, if you're going to have a cast full of witches with various powers and various evil people and good people, to say that this character was the weirdest among them is easy for me to do. Uh, and that just emphasizes how friggin' weird she was. I, I really liked her character. Quite a number of times she would be playing the, uh, theremin, which somehow, some way, I don't know how I knew, and I, I think I may have scared the missus a bit, that when she was playing that, I was like, oh, look, she's playing a theremin. And I'd never seen one before. I guess maybe it was the sound, because it's a very distinctive sound. What exactly is that, and how does it work? That's something I want to look into, so I'm going to give myself one of the old mental notes. Jordan, look in how you play and what exactly a theremin is. Because, you know, then that'll come up in conversation and you look really smart knowing about that. Because that, my friends, is the trick to my illusion of intelligence. Having very little knowledge of a wide variety of things gives you the appearance of intelligence. Uh, another good thing to uh, to look smart to others is to have some of that knowledge be about physics. Because if you know even a little bit about physics, you seem very, very smart. But in fact, as in my case, I am not. So, advice. There's some uh, witch hunters in this. Mm, yeah, take the form of sort of very, very wealthy white men. Uh, in fact, one of these witches in this... Uh, show was married to one of them unsuspectingly and uh there's more there's there's more characters that pop in pop out a lot of this is sort of the build up towards the last handful of episodes where we're trying to figure out who is going to be the next supreme the next head of the witches i guess you would say uh which involves doing tasks called the seven miracles so, so there's all sorts of other stories going on, but that's kind of, uh, I guess, the main one. Uh, once we find out who it is, and you know what? I'm not going to say who it is. Hey, look at that. Not spoiling something. Why not? It's, uh, it's uh, Once we find out who it is, that person sort of lets loose on the world the fact that witches exist, because this is all, I, I guess, somewhat obviously, all kind of undercover, uh, not widely known secret organization, secret coven, that sort of thing. But then this new Supreme was like, fuck that. 
let's tell everybody, and that way all witches around the globe can join us, and we can work together for the betterment of humankind, I guess, was the idea. The strange thing that the missus and I found about that is that she lets this out on, like, the news, I don't know, Barbara Walters, let's say. It wasn't Barbara Walters, but probably she's a witch. Yeah, Barbara Walters, a witch. Anyways, uh, so let that out on the airwaves, and then witches start lining up or literally around the block to join them. Now, the thing we found strange about this is that every single person that lined up was just allowed admittance to this coven, and we thought maybe there should be, I don't know, some sort of test to see if you were a witch, because a lot of these girls that were lining up were basically just goths dressed all in black and black makeup, so... Who's to say that they actually had witch powers or were just, you know, goths? Little emo. Hmm. Gotta be a little selective in your witch-picking process. Like, I don't know, they have to have magic abilities? Jeez Louises. Okay, so, uh, gonna round our talk... <laughs> uh, I did plan this. Very rarely do I plan anything in my talks other than my brief little notes here. But one thing I did plan is how I wanted to end this episode which is with a brief talk of some of the sex acts that take place within this television program. So uh, let's start kind of a little bit uh, mild, I guess you say, uh, with a, a, a threesome. Yeah, you got a threesome with two witches and a Frankenstein's monster-like guy. Okay? Huh? Pretty mild, right? Then uh, let's move over to... The, the wilder ones, such as, well, incest. Yes, this has incest in it. Between, maybe I won't tell you. Yeah, yeah. I think I can uh, get away without telling you how these sex acts take place exactly. Okay, so we got a little incest. Then why don't we move on to a little necrophilia, full flight necrophilia. Now, when I'm saying full flight for these things, it's not like they actually show the penetration. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's all implied and blatantly implied. Uh, and last, but certainly not least, a little of the old uh, bestiality. Bestiality, necrophilia, and incest. The trifecta of fucking fucked up sex, sex acts uh, all within this. So that's pretty crazy that they somehow managed to get all of that in here. Now, uh, to be fair, I suppose, with the bestiality, it was with a minotaur. So, you know, bottom half, mostly uh, mostly human, I guess. <laughs> That's a sentence I didn't think I'd ever say. Folks, that was a fun little uh, TV Tuesday episode. I hope you enjoyed it as well, because I love you. Yes, I've said it before, and I'll continue to say it because it's goddamn true. I would love to hear from you, in fact... You can email me to the address provided in the closing credits, or perhaps you can tweet at me, I am Jordan underscore Maywood on Twitter. Uh, that will leave one final thing to say, which is, of course, it is nice to be nice to the nice. Thank you for listening. We here in the Liberal Cube would love to hear from you. If for any reason you would like to contact us, you can do so via the email address. Mailwood.jordan.gmail.com And now I have a theory.
I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. No, something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day. You ain't seen nothing yet. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? The best is yet to come, come the day you're mine. Live long and prosper.